You are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Hello, everyone. It's Nathan Freeberg. Welcome back to the podcast. Today on the Leadership Vision Podcast, we are going to be talking about trust with Melissa Hyatt, specifically the acronym of BRAVING. Uh, BRAVING stands for Boundaries, Reliability, Accountability, Vault, Integrity, Non-Judgment, and Generosity. And as we'll get into it here in a second with Melissa, this is really something to help us work through situations when perhaps trust is broken, or you're maybe even trying to work on how do you how do you build trust, how do you gain trust, how do you work through these different elements to really understand it at a deeper level. So we're just going to get into it right here with Melissa Hyatt. She is one of our consultants. She's also done a lot of work with Brene Brown in the Dare to Lead workshop that we have co-hosted. Um, and so there's some links in the blog post connected to this episode if you want more resources, if you want to go deeper in some of the stuff. But here it is, Melissa Hyatt and I talking about braving trust. Enjoy. Melissa, hello again. Hello, Nathan. It was so wonderful talking with you last week. Uh, we talked about those five clarifying for courage questions. I highly recommend listeners go back and uh, listen to that, talk about those questions. I know I've, since we chatted, I've actually used these questions quite a bit in my, in my own life. We're here now into June of 2021, and I remember one of the very last professional things that I did in person um, was with you uh, back in January of 2020. We did the Dare to Lead workshop. I've got my workbook right here. I remember that also in part, uh, well, it was, it was a wonderful workshop, but I also got really sick on the plane on the way to Minneapolis and I had to miss part of it. And so I watched all these videos you sent me. It's just, it has really stuck with me particularly this idea of BRAVING, um, which is an acronym, stands for Boundaries, Reliability, Accountability, Vault, Integrity, Non-Judgment, and Generosity. What we're going to do today, listeners, is we're going to actually unpack all those things. We're going to talk about this idea of BRAVING, about, um, well, it's BRAVING Trust Applied, I think is our our title here. Um, sometimes when you go to a workshop or you read something in a book, uh, you get more of like the theoretical concept, more of the kind of like a high level. But we're going to go a little bit deeper. We're going to define these terms. And then I think you're going to give some great examples. And I'm sure I will have all kinds of examples um, that pop to mind as my ping pong brain often, often does. Does that sound good? Anything yeah, that you would sounds add, great. Add to that. Can you then just before we get in, what is like high level braving? What does that have to do with leadership, have to do with people of influence? Why are we talking about it? Maybe just give us a little bit more of an introduction and then we can dive into each one of the each one of the letters of braving. Yeah. Braving is all about trust. Yes. And oftentimes I think practicing this braving acronym and understanding trust helps us to not be a shaming person or a mm. shaming organization. Because if you simply say, um, I don't trust that person, I don't, they're not trustworthy, that can be shaming. So shame is I am. Guilt right. is I did something bad. So shame right. is I, I am bad. Um, guilt is I did something bad. And what this BRAVING acronym does is it helps us focus on behavior so that we can address behavior mm. rather than shaming somebody by saying, you're not trustworthy. Which I think is particularly helpful as all of us have, many of us have been 
quite locked down for the last year or so and have maybe, you know, experienced some behaviors with other people that have perhaps turned into shame type things versus mm-hmm. just you're doing this particular behavior that needs to change. And so I think this will be helpful as we, many of us, integrate, reintegrate into the workforce <laughs> and have to be around um, yeah. other humans again. How we, how we behave and, and build and, and establish trust is helpful. Right. And I think it gives us courage to be able to talk about it because then you can focus on a behavior rather than sometimes I think it's hard to talk about trust because it is so encompassing and it, and it's about Hmm. somebody's worth and value. So then you're like, well, I'm not going to talk about it because they're not all bad. Right. Right. But then that thing just continues to grate. And the other thing I want to point out is that Hmm. when you do this braving acronym, about somebody that you're in struggle with, you will mm-hmm. always learn something about yourself. Yeah, right? Because a lot of times the issues or difficulties you might have with someone else is more of a reflection of of who we are. So, so in some of the examples I'm going to share, it might have been a trust issue that I had with someone, but it has informed me so much about the kind of trusting person I want to be. So the first example um, I'll give is I had a trust issue with a dear friend of mine, a longtime friend of mine. And it was the type of friend that we could see each other once a year and we could just pick up where we left off. And so we had had a lunch together. Unbeknownst to me, I said something that hurt her. So for a year, we didn't really see each other. or When we did see each other, we didn't get to deep dive. And then I find out through the grapevine that she's upset with me. I had no idea. So when I go through the braving, there's a couple things that come up. So for me, it was boundaries, integrity, and generosity. And so what's okay and what's not okay in my relationship um, with her was it wasn't okay that we went for a year without her telling me that I had hurt her feelings. It wasn't okay. And the reason it wasn't okay is integrity is about choosing courage over comfort, choosing to do what's right over what's fun, fast, or easy. This was a 20-year relationship. And then with generosity, that all of a sudden our 20-year history together, the 20 years that I've been a faithful friend, 20 years that I've showed up, that one conversation could have taken all of that way, that really decreased trust for me. Because generosity is about assuming the best of each other's intentions, actions, and words. Right. The fact that this person didn't do that with those 20 years, that had to hurt. That it hurt really bad. Hmm. And so that friendship is rebuilding. But what's different now is Brene will use this example of trust is built in small moments over time. And she'll talk about the marble jar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. prior to understanding this, prior to myself getting emotionally healthy through these skills, I would just keep putting more marbles into the marble jar because (laughs) connection was more important to me. And I like lose my sense of self sometimes. Hmm. I'll just be what this person wants because connection, it's too scary to think of not being connected. Yes, That's not the case anymore. And so that relationship um, isn't as strong as it used to be, Hmm. but we can rebuild over Hmm. time. But what that experience taught me was 
if I'm hurt, I can't make the other person guess that I'm hurt. I have to tell them I'm hurt. It's hard to do. It takes courage. It takes courage, integrity, integrity. Um, And it takes generosity that if I'm hurt, I have to believe that this person didn't intentionally hurt me. Right. Which makes it so much easier to talk about. That's hard to do. And I wonder how many, how many relationships we're in where something similar has happened, but we perhaps don't care enough about the relationship. There's not as much history there. And so we let it, we just let it go. Mm -hmm. And then it develops into something that's, that's. Um, really unhealthy and really, really painful for everyone involved. How do you, so how do you take the elements of braving and apply them like in a work setting? Cause it seems like, what is it? Six letters, one, two, three, four, five, seven letters. There's a lot of things to remember. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of steps and work. We often don't have that kind of time to sit down and, and unpack all these. So how, like, how does, how does this practically play out? I think oh, is my big question. Nathan, you're this trying a crazy to... big question. Yeah. I'm trying to nail you to the wall and give me an answer and a solution and uh, fix my... Right. And I'm going to tell you two things. Please don't. One <laughs> is you're trying to engineer the uncertainty and discomfort out of vulnerability. Duh. So <laughs> unfortunately, the braving uh, acronym usually happens after struggle. Okay. It usually happens after there has been a breach in trust, which will help you understand it. But whenever there's a breach in trust and you walk through this braving, it is going to prepare you for future relationships. Fair enough. It's going to give you wisdom for future relationships. Well, so here's what's interesting about that is, um, so recently, Brian, Linda, and I have done some podcasts and this idea of improv has come up. So I don't know if you know much about improv. I know your kids are yes, theatrical. And. Yes, yes, and thank you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, improv, stand-up comedy, a lot of things is this process of you you do your bit, you get reaction, you adjust, you do mm-hmm. it again, and so it's this constant process of you do it, you reflect on what worked and what didn't work, and then you do it again to improve. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what you just said, and correct me if I'm making a bad comparison, is braving, which is trust applied is less about, like I was trying to do, like pre-engineer, so I never have any of these awkward moments or disappointments with relationships, but to look at situations after the fact, go through these seven words, figure out, okay, was I doing this? Was I not doing this? Where did things go wrong? So that the next time I'm, quote unquote, up on stage, if we're mixing some metaphors now, then I can maybe do a better job than I did last time. Is and you will, of, yes. And is you, that what you're so, telling me? Okay. So this looks at behavior. Fair so it, it helps you get to the behavior. When mm. you identify the behavior, you're able to recognize it in yes. the moment when it's happening. Okay. So let me give you an example ah. of teams. Okay, please. So with vault, vault. You don't share information that is not yours to share. That's exactly, what the vault means. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So here's what happens on teams sometimes. People will find someone and I'll raise my mm. hand that often tends to be me because I I'm I listen well. Mm-hmm. I'm easy to talk to. So they'll come and dump crap mm. about other people that they need to process. It's fair. It's fair to process. Um what's not fair, I have boundaries on my vault now. Ooh, that's so good. I will listen to your struggle, to your concerns, to your even your problems with this other person, but I have a limit on how long I will hold it or how often I will listen to the same problems without you doing something about it. (laughs) 
So in, in the vault situation, you know, someone's coming to you, sharing whatever information, they're crossing a boundary, they're doing whatever. Do you stop and correct them right then in the moment as you're aware of it? Because that seems like a hard thing to do. Yeah, sometimes I think sometimes it'd be awesome to be able to stop them in the moment. Hmm. Sometimes you have to go back. But that's the beauty of doing this work is the more you understand what's okay and what's not okay in each of these areas, it's easier to stop it quicker. Mm -hmm. So I know there was, um, you know, a, a team where there was one person that, um, it was his story to tell and I wasn't going to tell it, but I made my expectation Mm, known that, um, he either needed to share this information with the other person or stop being a part of this team. It's not, I'm not going to share. You don't have to share, Mm -hmm. but your level of participation on the team the expectation would be this. Because again, we're talking about how do you build trust? And from trust comes all the good things of working on a team together. So when you're able to look at, you know, so well, I think accountability here for me is one of, um, I don't say the make or break trust factors, but do you own your mistakes and give credit where credit is due? We were joking a little bit about the call you got, the person owned their mistakes. But to me, um, Like if you can't, however big or small, say, whoops, I messed up. Like, I don't want to beat you over the head Mm -hmm. because you made a mistake. I want you to recognize it so that you can do better next time. Um, I feel like that one is just so important. How many people do we know that they've clearly made a mistake? They won't acknowledge it. They won't recognize it. And then they come back later or maybe we're that person. Like, you know, admitting we're wrong is really hard to do. I've in my own life, Melissa, I've experienced and what I'm trying to teach my kid, my kids is that, you know, owning up to your mistakes is like, it's so great for building relationships. It's such a powerful skill to have because it takes kind of any, so if like, I'm like, oh, Melissa, I'm sorry. Like if you come to me like, Nathan, you did this thing wrong. Yep. You're right. I messed up. How do we fix it? All of a sudden it switches it from being this confrontational argument where I'm getting defensive, you're getting more defensive. We're both yelling louder to like, mm-hmm. oh, well, let's just move past it and, and get to where we need to go. So, mm-hmm. And that give credit where credit's due, that's yeah. that's my addition. Like mm-hmm. you own your mistakes, apologize and make amends. And there was an issue that I had with somebody and the issue was he did not give credit where credit was due. And I think there's an accountability to your work. There's accountability to the others that you're working with, especially on a team especially on a team when one person will take credit there's an issue there and i think what how this helps build trust is because it's not saying take credit to stand up and say me 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 i did this it's saying you know show who did it like who who gets credit for whatever this thing is mm-hmm. and turn it around that way so and even your success has been possible because of others on your team We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. 
And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if we want to go through any more of these words, but it seems like the, the process of feedback, when we're giving feedback or reviews or, you know, anything like that. This gives you language for those Yes. That feedback. But this is not only to be used when somebody has done something. Messes up. Yeah. yeah, But when you mess up. And so just an example would be, I have connectedness. So I'm always like. Yeah, for sure. Do you know so-and-so or do you know so-and-so? And so so, um, I ran into a friend of, a friend of mine has a transgender child and Mm -hmm. I ran into, um, I ran into somebody that they knew each other or whatever their kids were on the same club or something. And I said, Oh, my friend's son is on that. And there were two kids by that name. And I said, Oh, he's the transgender one. Hmm. And it was obvious that the other family didn't know. And, and in my defense, and I, this, this friend has been very vocal. um, And I've heard her child share his story. It never even crossed my mind. But all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I have just outed this child. And, and one of the things I hate is giving somebody a burden of knowledge. But I Mm -hmm. said to this mom, I actually said, I've given you the burden of knowledge and I ask you please not to say anything. Right. And then I called my friend. Now, old Melissa, I owned it. I had the integrity, the courage to call her and tell her that I'd broken vault. She responded with non-judgment and with generosity. I think in that story between the two of you, we've covered a lot of these. Mm-hmm. So you broke your vault. That's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but accountability, you owned up to it. Mm-hmm. And there's a level of integrity there in your part of choosing courage over comfort, right? Mm-hmm. I just can't go back to the old way. The old way would have been, did she find out? Did she find out? And that would have affected our relationship going forward. Right. Or play dumb or get, or maybe they bring it up to you and like, Hey, I heard you did this. What's up? I'm like, well, I, they've been vocal about it. I, I mean, you can start backpedaling, get defensive. And then right. just like that, you've broken the trust. Right. Where and I, so what, I always, yeah. whenever I share that story, I'm like, do you think it broke down trust or built trust with my friend? Ooh. I think it built trust, but I, I kind of know how the story ends. It did. Yeah. It did build well, trust. Of course. Yeah. Well, and what we're actually, I thought you were going to go with this when I was talking about feedback is, I thought you were going to say you can actually use this in the opposite direction to point out like the positive. So, ah, uh, yes. You know, like, so maybe you use this in a positive review or feedback, like, hey, you know, reliability, do you do what you say you're going to do? Hey. Melissa, you did a great job. You followed through on that thing I asked you to do. Thank you so much. Um, I give you credit. Like you can almost use this not just like do hard things, but do positive things too, right? To point mm-hmm. out when you see these things in other people. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, Melissa, when I talked to you about this really hard thing going on, I just, you didn't judge me. There was non-judgment there. We just were able to talk about it and mm-hmm. I felt heard and known and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I think even though, you know, leadership vision is po- uh, founded in, you know, the idea ideas of positive psychology, I think sometimes a lot of our work can be used to like, let's just fix these problems versus no, let's use it proactively Mm -hmm. to point out the beautiful things people are doing, Mm -hmm. the generous ways that we're behaving. So 
And what I like about this too, is you might have a friend where on six out of the seven, it's really good. There's just one. Right. And so you can say, I just, I love how you're reliable. I love Mm -hmm. how you're, what you know, whatever, but yeah. Well, that your story made me think of a friend who, um, this is many years ago, but we were joking about something in, a, in like a dinner party. And he called me like the next day and was like, hey, that actually really hurt my feelings. Like, I know we were joking, but that wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. And my instinct was to, yeah, well, this and this and this. But for whatever reason, that moment, I would just kind of pause and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm really sorry. I didn't, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And that built trust. I think we have a much stronger relationship because of that. And I wonder how many of us can find the courage, again, referencing the other episode, to enter into this process, right? Because I'm guessing Mm -hmm. that's what you have to do first to then take a risk to work on building trust. Because trust, you know, you're saying earlier, it happens in these little moments. I don't think it happens accidentally. Or, or maybe it does it. I don't know. Like it, it, it feels like it's building trust is an intentional process that maybe it just happens over time and you unconsciously are like storing up all of these stories of these seven things that happen. But well, that's um, even interesting to, to think about with those that you have deep trust with. Mm-hmm. What is it that builds that trust? Where did it come from? Yeah. You know, like for me, it's when people remember that my dad has Parkinson's and they say, Hey, Mm. how is your dad doing? Like they remember that. Yeah. Or something about my kids or my kids' names. Yeah. That builds trust for me. It makes me feel like they see me and have listened and know what I, Mm. that I'm more than just what I can produce for them. Right. I'm a human. Totally. Melissa, what else about this, this process do you think is particularly helpful for leaders? Again, as we are entering back into um, kind of more of a normal world or different normal world or however we want to call it coming out of this pandemic as we're all faced with maybe in some ways rebuilding trust with people that it's either been broken through something happened over the last year or just separation, physical distance, whatever that is. Maybe the most helpful thing is just to expect things to be difficult. Hmm. And here's some tools to help you through it. But to think that struggle will never happen or that you're doing something wrong or they're doing something wrong because, you know, like Hmm. it's, it's going, we're human. So we are going to be flawed and here's how we can work through the struggle of, of relationships. Right. This might, this might be a dumb metaphor that I cut out, but it, it, hearing you say that expect things are going to be hard and challenging and here's some tools to fix it over the last, I don't know, 15 20 years, I've been slowly building up a a fairly nice tool collection and, you know, other things that you need to fix all the problems that happen with your house. And rather than, you know, say like, I'm not going to spend money on these tools because I hope this doesn't happen. You just slowly build it up so that next time, oh, I know how to fix that because I've got just this weekend, I have one of those auger things now for the the drain. And so something happened, got it out, fixed the problem. And it was less panic inducing than the last time it happened when I didn't have that tool. So mm-hmm. I, I hope for those of you listening to this can think of this as tools that you practice with, that you are constantly pulling out of a, a tool chest or some sort of, I don't know, superhero utility belt that you can use over and over and over again. I, I don't know, Melissa, you're pretty well versed in this stuff. Are you, since you're so good at it, I'm guessing you never have issues with any of these 
any any topics relating to any of the stuff that we've talked about here this week or last week? Is yeah, that, is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> yep. I walk a, through life. No vulnerability hits me. Carefree. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't pick up on sarcasm, that was sarcastic. Uh, yeah. No, that's good. Um, have, so serious question though: Have you found? what you said six, seven years using these tools that it, these sorts of things have gotten easier as time has gone by. I know old Melissa, Melissa, there's that. How much easier? Maybe it's the question because I know they've gotten easier. Oh, the struggle is still hard. Okay. Here's how I've described what this work does. It it helps Mm. with the residual effect of courageous leadership. There is a res like, this is hard. This is hard. And I think as, as, you know, seven years of teaching these skills to people, what I've seen is there's a residue that can build up if we don't keep practicing or we think that somehow we will arrive. We will never mm. arrive. We just, nope. but it does get easier. It, I mean, but it hurts just as much. Right. But maybe the hurt doesn't last as long. Well, it's progress, not perfection, right? Right. But there is a residual effect to courageous leadership before my connectedness can make everybody feel good and I and I could fall asleep going, yay, everybody likes me. But then I would doubt if that like would continue. Now I fall asleep and I like me. That's a good uh, maybe last word because I think as, as leaders, we have to like ourselves. We have to work on ourselves, I think, before we can lead others well. Yeah. Well, Melissa, thank you so much. I always appreciate talking to you. Ah, it's nice to see you, Nathan. Uh, You too. And thank you, listener, for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources on developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, maybe it's braving trust, maybe it's clarifying questions for courage, whatever it is, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. And if you have questions about anything we've talked about today or any of our other podcasts or resources, please email us. Send an email to connect at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. We would love to help you, help your team, and provide you some maybe additional work as we're all trying to figure out this stuff together. I'm Nathan Freeberg. I'm Melissa Hyatt. And on behalf of our entire team, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs> Why is that always so hard? I was trying to watch you.